Hi James, uh, thanks for joining me on uh, this video. Um, I wonder if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do, please. Yeah, hi Darren. Um, my name is James Bagan. Um, I, uh, I guess I do a few things these days. I'm a sales guy by, by trade, uh, have been for nearly 30 years. Um, now I work uh, in a number of different areas. I'm uh, a multiple chairman of uh, a number of different investor-backed businesses. Um, I'm an operating partner for a number of private equity firms. Uh, I provide a, a sales and marketing due diligence service to those investors. Uh, and I'm also an investor myself. Excellent. And uh, I, I did some research when we were just speaking before that we actually first met um, just over five years ago now, so, uh, so quite a while. Um, and yeah. in that time, we've worked on six different projects together, and uh, we've 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 actually placed eleven people into the businesses that you've uh, been involved with. So you must be doing something right. Um, <laughs> but I'm in, interested to understand, James, if you can think back that 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 long ago, sort of what your reservations might have been of engaging with at the time would have been a new recruitment partner for yourself. Oh, I think it's um, um, it, it, it would have been the same reservations that I would have today um, with uh, with any recruiter. So, first of all, um, you know, generically, there's there's the nervousness and the risk around a new relationship and, and um, getting that off the ground and, and proving it. I think it's exacerbated a little bit with with recruitment, probably because I'm a little bit prejudiced. Some some of the recruiters that I've worked with in the past have have been almost anti-customer in the way that they manage you. Um, the sort of relentless uh, over-communication um, can, be, can be a real turn-off for, for a lot of people. Um, but I think at a sort of pragmatic level, it's been the um, unwillingness or, or inability to um, properly um, understand the brief mm -hmm. and um, so there's, you know, as there is in any new business engagement, there's a lot of uh, initial energy and, and urgency by both parties and you feel quite optimistic about how it might go. And then the, the first candidates are presented and there's just a collective groan as, as, you, as you see the complete mismatch in terms of the, the, the profile, the requirement and, and what's actually been sourced. Um, and I think that's, that, that is it actually, is that, 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 that fundamental lack of adherence or um, following of the brief yeah and so obviously the, the fact that we've worked together for, for a time then you know we've built up a good relationship and good rapport but what's your sort of view now of sort of how I and, and DP execs conduct ourselves and, and, and how we communicate with you as a as a hiring manager well, I think I think uh, I'm, I'm pretty clear on this Darren and it's why we continue to work together it's also why you know I've recommended you so many times is that um, you know uh, you are very challenging in a good way. So you know I can think back to quite specific exchanges that you and I have had over the years, where you've very politely uh, and very respectfully uh, stopped me and said, "Look, you know the, the, this brief, uh, this profile isn't detailed enough, um, isn't attractive enough." Uh, isn't uh, instructive enough, whatever it might have been, and you've 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 forced me to go back and and uh, go around that process again until we actually have uh, something that you're able to work to, and and I and I really like that. I like I like that in all of the sort of professional 
engagements that I have where people are, are super clear about what it is that you're asking them to do. And if it isn't clear, we're going to keep going around it until we are clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and the risk there obviously is that you might, you might, well, you might disqualify yourself out from the opportunity. You might, um, if, if it's not handled correctly, you might uh, perhaps uh, upset the, the tone and tenor of the relationship. Sure. I think you do that in a, as I say, in a very, in a very polite way. And I, and I, and I like that. Uh, I like being challenged. Um, I don't want someone to be, to be rude to me. And I think you've just got a, a knack of, of doing that. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, you, you, you know what I'm talking about Se- several times over the years. You know, you all have you all have asked me to go around this again and again until we're until we're absolutely aligned. And I think that's that's what's made the difference because once you've got that, once you've got what it is that, that I actually actually want in terms of characteristics and experience and, and abilities, it's much more straightforward then for you in your role to go and source the 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 most attractive set of candidates. But then equally, and this is the other thing, is you're able then to sell the business, a business that you don't know that you're not working, you're able to sell it in a much more compelling way to the candidates, yeah. you know, cause high quality people, Darren, they're all, they're employed, you know, they're employed, they're in, they're doing well, they're, they're successful, they're um, probably remunerated um, very well too. And, and you've got to try and prize them away from where they are. So you've got to be able to sell the opportunity. And, uh, and, you know, clearly, as you've just said, you have talking through the, the stats, you've been able to do that on a number of occasions. Great. And, and how has the communication been um, when we wanted to try and, uh, speak to you or let you know what's going on with things well i think the thing that um that you've done uh, which is very different um is and you again you'll remember this we we would we would often communicate at quite on social hours yes but we would do that because you you were very cognizant of the fact that i might be consumed by you know the day job whatever it is and you would then you would then close me on it on, on a call so you say look well i can call you but i can call you at seven o'clock on a friday night or i can call you at eight thirty on a a Tuesday morning, you know, so just, just getting round the, um, the immovable objects in my diary and it's sort of accommodating, um, uh, you know, my, my obligations and being able to then have a proper conversation, um, at the sort of mutually reasonable time. And that, that's definitely my memory of it is that we would often speak at, you know, not the classic 10 or two on a working day, uh, but that was good. Yeah. That was good, you know, wait till you put the kids to bed and then you and I can get on the phone and, and move this thing forward and or an early call or, you know, we often would often have a, you know, a, a coffee and a croissant first thing in the morning before the day got started in, in London and that and that would just get that done. You could then get on with your day and, and me also. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think sometimes it's better to take some time out to have a, a more detailed and deliberate conversation rather than just trying to cram it in and grabbing five minutes you know you're a busy guy I'm busy too and you know sometimes I think it's better to say well okay let's speak later then or let's speak at the weekend or whenever it may be just to be able to have a a more relaxed conversation because the people we're trying to find for you are clearly business critical and you know we need to be able to understand you know what's going well what's not going so well and to be able to adjust um, to make sure we're always pushing things forwards. I agree. I think I think a common misunderstanding or misconception on on the hiring manager's part is is around the criticality of effective recruitment. You know, they they almost see it as something that runs parallel to their responsibilities rather than actually being completely central to it. I mean, I would say fundamental. A primary part of your remit, surely, as a as a leader, is to continue to bring in 
high quality people into your organization it's something that that absolutely requires a, a, a significant slug of your of your time and your attention yeah um so so yes it might be a more a more relaxed um hour of the day but but more than that for me is it, is it might be that it gives us sufficient time to be able to go into the topic in detail it's it's not something that you can just cover off in five minutes here five minutes there you, you've got to have a really clear understanding in your own mind of what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want and then the ability to articulate that through to someone like you um and give you the time and the opportunity to as i've already said challenge that and, and qualify that yeah. uh, it, that's really really important otherwise guess what um you're going to get you're going to get um, below par candidates through and, and, and I and I see that so often I see hiring managers and I think I've been guilty of this myself is that you know because you, you, when you when these candidates come through you get frustrated immediately with the recruiter but then actually if you sit back and look at it you, you say to yourself well did I did I keep up my end of the bargain did I behave like a professional customer you know did I did I write a proper brief did I did I um, uh, note down a really compelling profile did I give Darren, did I give the recruiter the amount of airtime that he or she needs to be able to properly qualify the, the requirement? Um, it's all too easy just to turn around and, and blame the recruiter. Um, you, you, have a, you have an obligation as well as a customer, as a recruiter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And um, you, you, you have, over the last few years, very kindly and uh, we, we're grateful, recommended us and, and, and referred us to other people. Um, but you're, you're happy to, to recommend us to other business technology leaders for the work that we do and how we conduct ourselves? Oh, absolutely, of course. And I, and I think you know, that um, I'm still uh, re recommending you into uh, existing businesses that I'm invested in or, or, or affiliated to. So no, that, that will continue. But again, you know, being completely um, uh, pragmatic and objective about it, I, I, know, I know where your sweet spot is. Um, so I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to recommend you on everything. Mm. That's not a, that's not a negative. In fact, I would say it's quite a positive. It's just that I, I have a very clear view as to where I think you can add the most value. Um, and I think if you look back at the, the roles that you and I have worked on together, for me, it, it's been, um, your ability to find high quality sales professionals and sales leaders, um, that has been, um, uh, most successful i think so so yes absolutely would would recommend you and i would recommend you in those niche areas where i think you're you're above and beyond other people that i've worked with james it's been great to catch up um thanks very much for your time and to help me make this video and uh keep in touch let's speak soon cool. you too all the best thanks, now. cheers now cheers